Hey, entrepreneurs, it's your podcast mogul, Phil Better here. I am excited for this episode, as as I know you are. Before we jump into this episode, I'm going to ask you, if you are also a podcaster and you're looking to grow your podcast or monetize your podcast, make sure you stay till the end of the episode. I have a special deal for you or a special offer, if you will. But ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Investing Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host from the most feel better. Pardon me. Welcome to Investing Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Who is Join the, the podcast and you feel better. As he introduces himself, he's a large group. Got make the link in the design world. Now, let's join the performance coach who over the last decade have helped CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business leaders become who they need to be to break through to the next level of success. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Brian Morrison. Brian, thank you so much for being here. Hey, it's Byron, by the way. Byron, I apologize. Oh, my <laughs> that God. Is, that is completely fine. It's such a common thing. Like, I actually had a, um, a call with the CEO recently who applied to work with me, and he'd been following my videos for a year and a half. And he got on the call, it's like, hey, Brian. And I was like... <laughs> I saw it, and I was like, it's Byron, Byron. And I'm Brian, because it's like, <laughs> you, you see the first three, and it's like, Brian, my, my nephew's name is Bryson. So it's like, even for me, I, sh- I should see it. But Byron, sorry for that. Um, welcome to the show. Hopefully, I will not butcher your name more <laughs> or forget that it's Byron and not Brian. Um, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for being here. Uh, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. So you wrote a book. You help entrepreneurs, but give us a bit more. Like, Who is Byron, and what, what made you lead into this life? Yeah, so my journey really started over a decade ago. Um, I was at a point in my life where, to be honest, I was pretty much stuck. I was overweight. I was in a job that was killing me. I was struggling with confidence. Like I knew that I was meant for something more, but I just wasn't anywhere close to my potential. And then my dad got cancer. And during his treatment, he had most of his bowel surgically removed. And he spent 25 days in ICU, most on life support and breathing through a tracheostomy. And luckily, he pulled through, something that I'm eternally grateful for. But that, for me, was the wake-up call that I needed to change. So I set out on this journey of transformation. And I wish I could say that overnight, everything magically got better. <laughs> but for the next couple of years, I just constantly felt like I was taking one step forward and two steps back. And... It was only when I dived into the mindset and psychology of really trying to figure out what was holding me back, I realized it was myself. It was that sabotaging voice that was causing me to really mess up everything from my relationships to my health and my professional success. And it was only when I could get out of my own way that I could actually take control of the life that I want. And then fast forward a decade later, I've built a business where I've now worked with CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business leaders in 15 different countries to help them become who they need to be to get to the next level of success. And my focus really has been helping people who are just like I was, who know what they need to do to create the life that they want, but they're just not following I love that. That that is something more and more people. And I feel like we have somewhat of a similar uh, uh, beginning story, origin story, if you will. My father didn't have uh, a cancer, and I'm so happy that your father pulled through. That's awesome. But I was overweight. I thought I needed to I needed to do stuff to change because I wasn't in a happy place in my life, a dead end job. So I feel like already we're like I'm starting my journey. You're someone I can look up to. So it's great that you're here on the podcast. Um, what was it about helping specifically CEOs and entrepreneurs that you like? Like, why did you go into helping them and not just like everyday people? 
It was actually quite a natural evolution. So after my dad's cancer, I basically went on this health transformation. I learned everything I could about nutrition, fitness, changing behaviors. I took all of that and it went to be the foundation of my first best-selling book. And I started a company helping people from around the world get their health under control. And even though I was really good at the health side of it, I was completely in over my head when it came to running a business. I didn't know how to make big decisions. I'd never led people. I'd never dealt with difficult conversations. And I just became completely burnt out. My business felt like a mental and emotional drain and we just plateaued. And for me, I realized I just got to a point where I was like, if I don't learn how to do this, I'm going to have to throw in the towel. So I spent the next couple of years learning everything I could about leadership, high performance, managing people, everything else in between to figure out how to become a more effective CEO. And as I was doing that, I was working with a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners to get their health under control. And a lot of these problems start coming up in our sessions. Like they would talk about people like draining their energy, all of these things going wrong, why they weren't sleeping, the problems they were facing. And I uncovered that not only was helping them navigate my superpower, it's also what I love to do. So the natural progression for my own business was to start helping entrepreneurs who were like myself, really good at what they did from the product or the service, but they'd never run a company before. They didn't know how to handle and navigate all these other challenges. So it was essentially where I was, what I figured out to do myself, and then helping other people do the same. I love that. I love that. Solving the problem that you solve for yourself and then solving it for others. Um, what what made you decide to write your first best-selling book? It was just after I, like, when I was trying to lose weight and get my health on track, I was trying all these diets. I was doing all these workouts. I, it just nothing was working. Like I, I'm sure anyone listening to this who's tried to get healthy before is like knows what it's like. You lose a few pounds, you put them back on. It's just, I was just going around in circles. Like there has to be a better way. So I just became a student of everything from nutrition, like how to change behaviors, develop habits, how to actually work out. And I eventually figured it out, got myself healthy into fantastic shape. And I saw so many other people struggling. I was like, do you know what? They're doing exactly what I did wrong. Let me just pass on everything I learned so I can help them make the changes I did. So it was just like wanting to pass on the journey I went through so other people don't go through that same struggles. I love that. And so when you finished writing the book, what was like kind of the reaction to to the audience like when you started promoting this book and putting it out like did you see a lot an uptick in people go, wanting to sign up with your business it was a little bit mixed like my one-to-one -one did really well but then uh, there were other angles in the business that just completely floundered <laughs> like I, I remember at the time i had this like naive mission where i wanted to change the way that people thought and felt about food and i put in all of this effort i put together this whole course i was like i'm going to teach people how to eat healthy how to do all these amazing things and i launched it all and i'm sure it's a lot of entrepreneurs who can relate to this when you you put something out there and it's like just crashes and burns and i was just like do you know what I'm, I made, if, if anyone listening to this can learn from my one mistake, if you're going to launch a new service or product, go and ask your market first if they want it. Don't do what I did and spend several months developing it and then launch it and no one wants to buy it. So that was also well, part of the reason why I wanted to move away from that because I was like, do you know what, it's offering a service that people don't want and that's fine. 
Uh, I think that's a great lesson. Like a, a lot of entrepreneurs do. I think they they go, oh, well, I did this. Everybody needs to know this. They built the course and they think it's build it and they will come when it's like, no, maybe at, get your get feedback from the audience, seeing what they, they need and the people you're already serving. Um, so that's a great tip. Um, what is it about helping entrepreneurs that you like? So I love working with people who have a vision bigger than themselves, who want to do something that matters, who want to impact and change the world. Like that's the same as my mindset. And that's why I go for that market because I love the idea that by me helping someone become better, they can then perform better in what they're doing. They can help more people and together we can make the world a better place. So it's almost that domino effect of because entrepreneurs are visionaries like they want to innovate they want to disrupt and that's exactly the sort of world i love to play in no i yeah entrepreneur i've met so many on this podcast that are changing the world and it's lovely just to be a part of their 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 just a uh, a little footnote in their journey of uh, being a guest on this podcast that they can use so i i fully understand that and i love that you're doing this um where do you see yourself going like what, what's the next stage for uh, byron so the part of the reason why I wrote my new book, Maybe You Should Give Up, is the trajectory I want to take my business in is I want to move more into the speaking side of it. So if you look at someone like a Gary Vaynerchuk or Brendan Bouchard, where they're speaking around the world, impacting massive audiences, having a huge effect on their lives, that's the natural progression of where I wanted to be at the beginning. Like 10 years ago, that was where I saw myself going, but I needed to go pay my dues. I needed to work my way up, like help people really get my knowledge and expertise and grounding. I feel like I'm now at that point that I want to push to that next level. So my coaching and one-to-ones all going to stay the same. It's still going to focus on CEOs and entrepreneurs, but this is going to be a, a side avenue where we're really going to push that forward, which I'm so excited to do. Pretty much to help the everyday person become the entrepreneur or the the business leader that they need to become and be the best version of themselves. Um, How did you come up with the title? Maybe you should give up because it's counterintuitive. It's like we've been told you shouldn't give up. And now you're telling people maybe you should give up. Like, where did that title come from? Well, my background pre-business was marketing. And I was just like, when I was looking at this, I was like, I need a different angle here. And it's just like going back to my own journey, when I was going through the whole mindset of it, what I discovered was that there are seven mental blocks that every single one of us hold on to that stop us from moving forward, whether that's fear, being too hard on ourselves, comparing ourselves to others, or worrying about problems that haven't happened yet. These are what keep us stuck. And that's why maybe you should give up. It's not about giving up on your goals and dreams. It's about giving up, holding on to everything that's stopping you from achieving them. So people hear it at first and they're like, I don't want to give up. But actually, it's a book about empowerment, about helping you give up on everything that's stopping you from living the life that you want. And focusing on on the the things that will make you a, a better person. My gosh, that marketing degree and that marketing period of your time paid off in dividends. Oh. <laughs> Um, I do want to hear, like, if someone's looking to get, let's take a tip from your book, uh, Seven Ways to Get Out of Your Own Way. What is one of the ways that someone gets in their own way? And maybe a quick tip that they can start getting out of their way with that method. Yeah. So one of my favorite things to pass on is the biggest reason I found that most people don't achieve their goals is they focus too much on what they want, but they don't figure out who they need to become in order to make it happen. And the reason why this is so important is every new level of success requires a new level of you, which is why your current way of doing things, your habits, your behaviors that got you to where you are, isn't going to get you to the next level. And if anything, they're the very reason why you're stuck. 
this is why anyone listening to us right now, you need to think about, okay, that's the goal you want to achieve. What does the version of you that made it happen look like? And really reverse engineer it. Figure out how do they spend their days? What routines did they develop? What non-negotiables did they follow through with? That's going to show you the change you need to make on an identity level of how you need to start spending your time in order to turn your vision into a reality. But then the reason why I love this is a lot of the time when it comes to taking action, we rely on motivation or willpower or hoping we feel like doing it. But that's mm-hmm. also, again, not a big of enough of a push to take action. And that's why when you're in a situation, let's say you need to have a tough conversation, you need to work on that campaign, you need to go to the gym, whatever it is, rather than relying on your current way of doing things, you have to stop and ask yourself, what would the person I want to become do right now? Would they make excuses? Would they put it off? Would they delay? Or would they take action? Because when you start making decisions based on the person you want to become, that's how you'll start building momentum. It's how you'll change your internal identity of how you see yourself. And it's how you're going to push yourself towards your goals. I love it. No, that is a a great piece of advice and a great tip is look at who you want to become and what they're doing to be that version of themselves to move forward. I think uh, not a lot of people, like you say, think of that. They just think that this is where I want to go, but not who do I need to become that to be able to achieve that. So that's a great tip. And I I love that it's your go-to tip because that's something very easy people can do to get out of their way. They can give up believing that their current person is going to reach those goals. Yeah. The reason I like it is because it's something that every single one of us needs to do, but it's also something that grows with us because as you evolve in your own journey, you're going to have to keep pushing yourself to become better. And this is part of the reason why we get stuck because we are comfortable and we just start dabbling and like avoiding the things that are actually going to get the success that we want. And that's why I know there's going to be a lot of entrepreneurs who are listening to us right now. The reason why they're not getting the results that they want is they're not taking the actions they know they need to take. And Part of that is because they're afraid. They're afraid of what if they fail? What if they get rejected? What if they're not good enough? They don't want to pick up that phone to call that potential client because all of these scenarios are building up in their head. And that's why you need to take your current thoughts and feelings out of it. Ask yourself, like the person who's created the life that you want, what would they do? Would they pick up the phone and do it? Or would they sit there and look at all the reasons why it can't be done? And it's just such an empowering way of just pushing yourself to take action. No, I like, and I find myself sometimes also being like having that fear, like if I'm going to fail, what happens if they hang up? What happens if they say no? And I've started to reframe it as these aren't failures. These are lessons. So if they say no, why did they say no? What, where was it in the pitch that didn't work? Because I know the person who closes, that's what they do. They analyze every single uh, 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 phone call that they have to see where, where they can improve and invest in themselves to get better to be the version that always closes. So it's a great tip. Yep. You hit the nail on the head there. Like so many people look at mistakes and failures as this huge catastrophe, whereas actually they're your greatest opportunity for growth. Because every time you fail or don't get something right, you can figure out how to improve for next time. And this is why failure is only a bad thing if you keep repeating it and you don't actually learn from it. And this is why if you look at some of those successful people of all time, they love to fail because they view every failure as, okay, this is going to get me one step closer towards where I want to be. In that failure, we're going to get the greatest insights to figure out how to improve, which is going to be the reason why we get to that next level. Yet so many people just fall at the first hurdle they're like i got a rejection i got to know all of these things i'm a failure i'm not good enough and it's just part of the process and when you can recognize that it doesn't mean that you're not a good person or you don't question your self-worth and all those things that's when you become unstoppable 
No, it's true. And like, I'm just, as you were talking um, and I was listening, like four quotes popped into my head all about failures and how it's not really failures. Like speaking of Gary Vee, he has a, a quote that's actually in a, in a, a song saying he hopes he fails because he just wants to come back and prove that he can do it again and again. Like he, he, people think that because he came from his father's liquor store, that that's how he got, made his money and became big. When in reality, he's like, no, I have all this knowledge behind, behind that. I learned from failing. And then you have Thomas Jefferson with the, or was it Thomas Jefferson invited the light bulb? I believe so. And the, I have, I found a thousand ways of it not working. You know, I didn't fail. I found a thousand ways that it doesn't work, which is true. You have Thomas to Edison, go. Yeah. Thomas Edison, thank you. I knew it was a Thomas. I just couldn't remember if it was a Jefferson or an Edison. The embarrassing thing about this, my mind went blank as you said it, and that is literally in the introduction of my book. That's one of the, <laughs> one of the examples I give on, on how like successful people give up all the time. They give up on strategies that aren't working. They give up on ideas they don't want to pursue. They give up on comparing what people think. And my mind just went blank. I was like, what is his name again? <laughs> She said Jefferson. I was like, that doesn't sound right. I, I knew it wasn't Jefferson, but it was the only name that popped into my head. So I'm like, I'm just going to roll with it. It's a podcast. It happens. Not everything uh, is right on a podcast. You've got to double check. But generally, advice is pretty good. Um, so you, you mentioned here um, one of the books that you suggest, and it, it kind of goes into what, who you help and what you do is Expert Secrets. Why is Russell Brunson's book expert? I'm, I'm assuming it's Russell Brunson's expert secrets you're talking about. Yeah. Um, that was one of the marketing books I absolutely loved. Like I'll be honest, I'm not uh, the biggest fan of a lot of Russell's stuff, mm-hmm. but I loved that book just because um, especially when he talks about building a cause, getting people to follow it, like putting a line in the sand. And I find a lot of entrepreneurs, like that's a big part of what they're missing. Like they're just a little bit too vanilla. They're not really standing for something. And that's why they're not getting a following. I think he does a fantastic job in just helping paint that picture of helping people get belief shifts. Because especially when you're selling something, a lot of the time, it's someone's internal dialogue is going to cause them to sabotage themselves or talk themselves out of it. So I think he does an incredible job with that of just really framing how to position a product and market it that a lot of people could really learn from. No, I have to agree. Expert secrets, like you said, like some of it's like Gary Vee, some of what they say I don't agree with, you know, or Grant Cardone, some of these mega speakers of of our generation that have created businesses that are monumental and have disrupted the industry. um, They do have that solid line, like you said. There, there's a line that there's this is what I'm about, this is what I do. And you don't have to agree with everything, but you you get to pick and choose, I think, from different uh, experts uh, on how to build your business and find that. But that is a very important thing, having that line. How did you find yours? Mine, it was just going through my journey of just figuring out who I was on the and the path I'd been on. Because every realm I've played in in business has been supporting people who are where I was. So it's like me wanting to put the line in the sand of helping people who are struggling with the changes I made and then pushing them to get to that next level. Like that has been the cause behind what I'm doing, even though it's changed in its mediums, whether it was from the health then to the CEO, which is still my main focus beyond this book. But then this book was taking it a step further, was going back to the people who I'd have put in their life where they're just not getting the results they want because they're not following through. I was like, how do I really help 23-year-old me who was stuck? Like, that's who I had in mind. Like, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to do all these things, but I'd overthink. I'd procrastinate. I'd second-guess myself. I was like, what did he need to overcome that? 
Oh, no, I, I like that. How you, you, your original avatar was where you were back in the day and you want to help them become succeed. And I think that's a great launching point for most entrepreneurs help who you were when you weren't uh, the success that you are want to get to the success you are. I would love a memory that you had uh, either helping someone get to the level of success that they have uh, or reach a goal that they were trying to reach when they started with you or a goal that you were able to uh, achieve thanks to starting your entrepreneurial journey. So the biggest goal for me that came true was actually with this new book. Like one of my big desires when I first started, I remember um, at the time I was in the corporate world and I was so deeply unhappy. I was just in this marketing job. I was like in the same situation that so many young people are in where I got told I needed to get experience and pay my dues and work my way up. So I was just basically in a job that like toxic work environment, burnt out, absolutely hated it. And I remember I went on holiday with a couple of friends to Morocco. And this was when I first had the idea of, do you know what? I've got so passionate about nutrition, all these things. What I, And I just sat there the one day and mapped it all out. I was like, what I want to do is I want to write this book and the vision like 10 years from now, I want to be a published author. I want to be speaking. I had this whole idea of where it all came from. And then it's just a little bit surreal to look back. Like it's about 10 years later now and it's finally coming to fruition. Like I signed the publishing deal two years ago. Like the book's hitting stores in June. It's like basically everything that I did, like on that day of where I envisioned myself getting to, is finally starting to come real. So, yeah, it's a, a little bit surreal sharing, saying that out loud. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's also very exciting. So, speaking of that, how you, like a decade ago, you wrote out where you wanted to go, what the, some of the, the, the milestones you wanted to hit. Is that a, 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 something that you suggest people do? like write out their 10-year, 20-year, or 40-year goal? Um, this is going to sound like I'm contradicting myself, but no, to a certain extent, because I find that life changes. So when I wrote that at that time, that was kind of the vision I wanted. But then if you look at my trajectory and path I went on, at that time, I couldn't have predicted that I would have then been overwhelmed in a business, have to figure out how to become an effective CEO, get so passionate about mindset and navigating business problems, and then take the business in a different direction and write two more books for CEOs and do that as my primary thing. Like I could never have accounted for that. So if you look at my original vision, I failed. Like I didn't do the path that I envisioned. So that's why I'm a big advocate of have a rough idea of where you want to go. Be like, do you know what? That's where I'd love to be. But then also allow yourself to change your mind. Give yourself permission along the way. If you find a different path, a different angle, something you want to do, that's okay. And this is why when I'm working with clients or in the book as well, I always give the advice to ideally run in 90-day sprints because while it's great to know where you want to be five years or a year from now, too much can happen in between. And that's why if you work in 90 days, it feels tangible. You can be like, okay, I actually have a target to aim for. This is where I want to get to. Then I'm going to reevaluate and then adjust accordingly. Because if you go back, say, at the start of the pandemic, if you had set a year vision at the beginning of that year, it probably got disrupted. I know mine was. Like, at the, going into that year, my goal was to launch my speaking business. We started booking all these speaking engagements. Like, that was going to be the goal, to start doing workshops and events. I did a couple. All got taken off the table. So that's why you have to – I'm a big advocate of, yes, have that big vision, but break it down into manageable chunks. And then don't be too hard on yourself. You change your mind. It's okay. I love it. No, and that, that is a huge thing. Like I like the manageable chunk bits because seeing something over the long term – 
we're like, oh, it's 10 years away. I got plenty of time to do that. And we we lose track and we get sideline and this and that. But have those 90, 90 day goals, that's more, that's three months away. That's a long time. That's not long. That's three months in a blink of an eye, it's over. So yeah, you I, I like that 90 day sprints getting you closer and closer to that goal, but also being able to be flexible because it is 10 years off. Life's going to change. Like you said, a pandemic can hit uh, a warning, a warning your country, like in Ukraine, it's going on. Thousands of things can change because life is more than just what you want. Yeah. It's also overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Like I find for a lot of entrepreneurs, the reason why they're not taking action is they're just focusing too far into the future. Like I spoke to a young entrepreneur recently who reached out to me. I was like, I want to be a billionaire. And he's like telling me all these big grand plans. I was like, oh, well, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm getting ready to launch. It's like, he's just been like, and it's just like the reason he's not taking action. It's like, I love the drive. Like I love the vision. Don't get me wrong. But the problem is, and I see this in so many people and myself included in the past is they focus so far on like step number 10 that they're just, it's daunting and they're not doing anything with it. And that's why I'm such a big advocate of, yes, have that vision, but break it down. Be like, what's step one? What can you do today that starts to feel manageable? Like a real world example could be someone listening to this right now. And they're like, I need to build my brand. I need to get a podcast. I need to get on YouTube. I need to do all these things. So they're so scattered and all over the place that they're not doing anything. And then weeks pass by and they're still no further along. It's just like, yes, have that idea, but break it down. What one action can you take today? How can you record that first episode? How can you do that first video? Whatever it is, just start pushing yourself to take action. That's going to build your confidence. You're going to create momentum. And then six weeks from now, you've made all of this progress rather than you just getting stuck in your own head, visualizing this big thing in the future. Oh, I, that is that is so true, and I can I can attest that that is what you need to do because I got overwhelmed. I'm like, this is going to be a multi million dollar podcast. This is going to be a huge business, and then three years later, haven't hit that multi million dollars. But taking the small steps every day brings me a step closer because I got all the time in the world to hit that big goal. But I want to make sure that I'm helping people along the way, learning from amazing entrepreneurs like yourself, getting those tidbits. It's a secret. Having a podcast and speaking to experts in your field will make you 10 times better um, and understand and learn things like you said, taking those uh, small steps instead of focusing on the big steps. Um, if you could change one thing in in your journey so far, would there be anything you would want to change? That's a tough one. Like I, I'm a big advocate in just you need to go through the roller coaster. Like you need the failures and the setbacks. There's been so much stuff I've done wrong. There's been <laughs> so many launches that haven't worked. Like things are looking back, and I was like, that was a stupid idea. And just like because that's part of being an entrepreneur. The reality is you're going to lose far more than you're going to win. And you're going to have times that you'll do everything right and still come up short. So I don't know necessarily if there is anything I changed because I'm a big believer that we wouldn't be talking today if I didn't go through everything. And there's been so many failures and times I've been beat down and had to pick myself back up. But it's just part of the journey. So, yeah, like there's a ton of failures that I wish didn't happen. But I don't think I'd change them because I think they, they set me up for where I am. Oh, I love that. Great, great answer to a, a relatively hard question. Um, we're going to jump into the spark question because we are coming to the end of the episode, uh, Byron. Um, oh, I like this. This is going to be an interesting uh, spark If to my audience. If you're tuning in is from Seek Discomfort, an amazing brand that you should uh, go follow because they believe strangers are just friends you haven't met yet. Um, who is someone you look up to, but you've never met? So we've probably actually touched on this 
earlier and i would go with the gary v answer like he's been one of the big role models for me in the space like i love the fact that he puts a, a focus on kind of mindset and why we're not following through and also really pushing the angle of finding happiness because i think especially as a young entrepreneur one of the things that i got caught up in was just chasing success being like i need to earn this money to be happy like wanting all those material things but and there's nothing wrong with that like i'm all for it. Like I work with CEOs running billion dollar companies. I'm like, go earn all the money that you want. <laughs> but on the other side of that, I've also seen behind closed doors, people who've built these incredible businesses and they hate life. Like to get there, they've lost their family, their marriage is broken down, their health is in absolute shambles and they're just there resenting their success. And that's why I'm such a big believer in you need to find what actually ignites that fire, what makes you really passionate to want to do it. Because you can have it all. You can have the money and the success, but use what's going to make you happy as the big driving point. Because if you're not, what's the point? Oh, I, I love that. And it's a great point. Like if you're not happy, why are you doing it? If the money's the main motivator, like you said, you have people who are making oodles of money and are not happy at all. Whereas you have people who aren't making that much money is like over the moon because they've got their, their happiness. They have that, that passion that keeps burning. Uh, Byron, I'm going to jump off stage. I want you to let my audience know where they can purchase your book, where they can connect with you. What's the best platform, how and anything else you would like to talk about. Uh, the floor is yours, sir. Perfect. Well, my new book, Maybe You Should Give Up Seven Ways to Get Out of Your Own Way and Take Control of Your Life, is available anywhere that you can get books. Um, this book is all about empowering you to break through the mental barriers that are holding you back and stopping you from living the life that you want. And if you do go and order a copy from Barnes & Noble or Waterstones, drop me an email at byron at byronmorrison.com, and I'll send you free access to the audio book as well as some exclusive bonuses. Or thank you for grabbing a copy. Um, you can also find out more about me at Byron morrison.com and i'm active on linkedin instagram facebook and tiktok just search for author byron morrison i put out daily videos and thought leadership posts on helping you break through to that next level of success awesome uh byron thank you so much for coming on the show sharing your story sharing some awesome tips on how people can get out of their way and start leveling up the way they should um, i'm looking forward to uh purchasing your book and reading and seeing what i'm putting in my way so that i can give it up and uh become the best version of myself so thank you so much for being on the show today thanks for having me on this was a lot of fun to my audience as you know down in the show notes you can find the link to the book, to all of Byron's social media so you can start following him and start leveling up your life uh, and then hiring him to take you to the next level. Um, and uh, as always, remember to invest in yourself. Hey, digital entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Now, if you're looking to take your podcast to the next level, like most of these entrepreneurs have taken their business to the next level to scale it, if you will, make sure you check out my brand new newsletter. Links are down below. It is called the Monetization Mogul Syndicate Newsletter, or it could be Phil Better Stories of Monetization Moguls or Making Moguls this is what I do. So make sure you go ahead and check that out. But I wanna thank you very much for listening. And as always, remember to invest.